Hello everybody, this is Dr. Jack Chuang. So this is the day before election day in America. It's Monday, November 2nd, year 2020. And I think a lot of people are stressing out. <laughs> I know, I know I am. And so I thought it would be a good opportunity and time to post this uh, really quick note about coping with anxiety, coping with stress in general. Um, in the U.S. here, we're still facing increasing numbers of COVID-19 cases throughout the country as we approach uh, the cold weather months, cold season, and I think that is also an additional stressor, especially for people who own businesses, um, thinking about their own employment, financial situation, and their personal health. How do we, or do we change our lifestyle at all uh, from this point forward to be extra cautious and all that? So I'm going to try to apply some basic psychological principles here from what's normally taken from a stress and health chapter in an intro to psych course. So most everything I talk about in this podcast channel relates back to the level of an undergraduate psychology course. So there, there's quite a wealth of information just from a first or second year psychology class that we can apply to everyday life, and this is one of those. So yes, we all have pre-election anxiety, I think, before every election. In every election, we say this is the most important election, and I believe that to be true, uh, maybe especially this time. And here are some of my own suggestions. So take what's useful and leave what's not useful for you. That's fine. And uh, I think most of the people listening to this might be my students. So I hope this is helpful for you during this time as well. Uh, now, one main point that we learned from a stress and health chapter in the Intro to Psych is that stress is not so much about the event itself which we call the stressor, like, say, the election day, okay? the election results. That would be the stressor, the event. Stress is more about how we respond to the event. So how stressful we feel depends on our own response to the event. So that's what we call coping. How do we cope with this event, right? And you can see the behaviors of people around you. So if you take on the role of an observer, as opposed to trying to, instead of focusing how immersed you are in this election, just take on the role of as an observer and see how other people are coping. I think the squirrel outside is trying to talk to me. That's fine. I think the squirrel is stressed out too. And it's just my observation, but it seems like um, there may be fewer political candidate stickers on vehicles this time. I remember during the Obama years, there were quite a few bumper stickers. Even in 2018, I remember in Texas seeing a lot of Beethoven stickers for running for Senate don't see many Ted Cruz stickers or John Cornyn stickers this time around. 
it's interesting. Uh, it's, it seems like an all or nothing thing. You know, those who want to display display huge Trump flags on their pickup trucks driving by. We saw a huge caravan yesterday driving around Dallas-Fort Worth area in North Texas. And, um, but uh, in, in any case, I'm getting distracted. Okay, so let's talk about coping with stress in general. And hopefully we can apply it to this coming week. Well, one type of coping strategy is called problem-focused. Okay? And this is where we take direct action to deal with a stressor. So, for example, if this uh, loud squirrel outside my window is causing me some level of, <laughs> of there he goes, some level of stress, then a problem-focused coping strategy would be for for would be for me to go outside and take an an air horn and make loud noises to scare the squirrel away. Right, and if that works, then that's a good coping strategy. I took direct action. Right, so think about a variety of situations where maybe the clutter in the house is causing you anxiety, just looking around and say, oh, look at all this mess. Well, obviously, one way to deal with it would be to take direct action, right? Work on one room at a time, one room per week, and gradually the house will become decluttered, right, and cleaner. Uh, an employment situation is a conflict with the boss, right? Setting up a meeting to talk with your supervisor about whatever you're unhappy about could be an example of problem-focused coping, right? So let's take the election. Well, have you voted yet? Did you vote early, if that's possible? Did you mail in your vote or drop off your vote, right, the day before the official election day? Because maybe because of these long lines, you're anxious about actually going on a Tuesday, the official day of the election. So in Texas, the very first day of early voting was October 13th, and my wife and I went to vote waited for less than two hours, and uh, we voted. So that took a big load of anxiety off our shoulders. Um, now, another type of coping strategy, now, and I'll talk about examples that fit into both of these categories as I continue, would be emotion-focused coping. Right, Emotion-focused coping has more to do with situations you may not be able to take direct action upon so you deal with trying to deal with how you would respond emotionally so that's more of an internal coping mechanism right um, I mean there's behavior involved but it's more about calming the brain down than to take direct say physical action right about it so an example of problem focused coping would be avoidance so that same example of seeing a cluttered house right um, an emotion-focused coping example would be to avoid it, not think about it. Just turn on Netflix all day and watch television and not, and take your mind off of something, right? And have a drink after work to take your mind off of things. And so that kind of avoidance or escapism would be more in the category of emotion-focused coping, right? So problem-focused is... Directly addressing the problem. So by avoiding or by taking a drink or by going for a run, right, that doesn't, that, that relieves stress in a sense, like physical stress and maybe even some mental stress, but it doesn't deal with, is not addressing the problem directly, right? So even though those are behavior related, 
it's more emotion focused right so for instance if constantly watching fox news or cnn or any news source about the election 24 7 is causing you anxiety right on this day before the election then an emotion focused strategy would be just to not watch it okay um just to tune out to stay off of twitter right where you see a bunch of trolls back and forth just uh calling each other names and the memes and the the gifs okay um and so staying off of social media read a book okay and this might be very difficult to do just because it's just in the air you know it's it's kind of hard to avoid but those could be very proactive things to do um you only have 24 hours in a day right so you can focus on how you're going to spend the next 10 minutes how you're going to spend the next hour Right, for my students, how do you even focus on studying for a test um, or to read the textbook when there's so much going on? Right, and later today I'm going to post another podcast that I had more prepared. This one's just more off the cuff, just came to mind, so I figured I'd talk about it about the day before the election. But the next podcast I'm posting today has to do with the psychology of mask wearing. Right, that's a big issue in America. So those of you who are listening to my podcast, somehow, somewhere outside of the United States, you must be wondering what the heck is going on with America and why are you seeing video clips on social media about people fighting each other over whether they want to wear a mask or being kicked off an airplane because they don't want to wear a mask. What's the big deal? Right. So I'll give you some insights and some psychological principles that can help maybe make sense of what's happening with this uh craziness in america and why we have such different thoughts about wearing masks but for today it's about coping with anxiety so do what you can that is problem focused take direct action right if you're really anxious about the results of the election be politically involved i know it's a little bit late but the day before the election there are still people who can do phone banking or text banking on behalf of a candidate, right? You can use social media in a positive way to get the word out. Spend a little bit of time doing that. And that hopefully will reduce the edge a little bit and make you feel a little bit more confident. But the bottom line is, you know, we can obsess over the polling information and all that, but we just won't know until the results come in. And expect that we may not know the results by the end of Tuesday night. And from what I've read is that nearly every election, the final tally technically does not occur on election night. Whenever a winner is declared is because of projections, right? That statistically, based on what has already come in and, and the remaining ballots yet to be counted, that it's most likely up to a certain statistical significance or certainty, rather, that this candidate is going to win this state. Oh, and by the way, those outside of the U.S. listening, um, if you're wondering about the Electoral College and why we don't, and that's a whole other story, okay? I'll have to bring on maybe a political science instructor to <laughs> talk about that. But as my podcast grows, hopefully it'll grow a little bit, I'll think about bringing in guests and do some interviews remotely because I'm in America. Okay, folks, um, I think that's about it for today. I think I've given you enough just examples of coping strategies remember it's how you respond to the event it's not the event 
itself okay so take control of your environment there's only so much you can actively control with your environment in those that you cannot control such as the election outcome the possible outcomes how your family members vote and what their attitudes are you have no control over these things you can only control how you feel and how you respond to the events around you so be a little bit selfish in the next 24 hours 48 hours the next week as we deal with this focus on your own mental health right and the more you do that then the people around you will probably be more at ease as well okay I'm looking out the window here and I see some hedges and some gardening that could be done see that could be an example of me going out there to uh, do a little bit of emotion focused coping right the more time I spend outside the less time I am on my phone on my device on the television absorbing all this news that makes me anxious right so if you've already voted congratulations but there's nothing more other than say doing the phone banking and text banking for a candidate there's very little you can do right now okay so make the most of your time by doing something else that you feel that is more productive so there's nothing wrong with emotion focused coping taking your mind off things right for the short term that could be very healthy going for a walk right not turning on the TV but technically speaking long term wise if there's an ongoing issue like you're writing a dissertation for graduate school or a thesis right for your degree and you constantly put it off and you're constantly drinking <laughs> every night instead of writing your paper then that's a problem right so emotion focused coping is not necessarily a good long-term solution you can't always go for a run every time you're stressed out about work you got to deal with what's happening at work at some point right so that's more of a problem focus solution but we can't always use the problem focus solution because you want to yell at your boss and you don't want to lose your job so maybe it's not a good idea to set up that meeting and create a confrontation right so it has to be a balance of these strategies okay. all right I bid you adieu I hope your candidate wins whoever that might be and uh, just go clean your room maybe that'll help talk to you guys soon <laughs>